For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two, coming in hot, live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. It's another day. This is the fastest two hours in sports. I'm telling you, it is. Here on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio podcast, and, of course, YouTube Live. As we're in the middle, or just kind of kicking off our final week here at Century Downs, Real big week. Let's bring in Brendan Parker. We're bringing in all the heavyweights in our final week. Brendan Parker from Flames TV. How you doing, BP? Good. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. How are you? Summer's wrapped up. You ready to go to work, it seems like, to me? We're turning the corner. I've been in hockey rinks the last two nights, getting ready for uh, my kids' hockey, so I think that's the first sign. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to go. We're getting ready for uh, hockey around the corner. That's the sense you get is that you can you can feel it. Yeah. It's that nip in the air. You've got the jacket, <laughs> the jacket on today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The shorts are uh, not, they're not put away, but they're, you know, used f- less frequently. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, we talked a lot of NFL and CFL last hour, and it's not that you're not you're cool with talking that you're right you'll be fine but yep. when you got a guy here from flames tv you don't waste the time we're going to talk national hockey league here an hour two i made my atlantic division predictions moose made his off the top of your head we're not going to hold them to you then brendan we'll get yours there is some news in the cfl today that i do want to drop and by the way you can tell the horses yeah, are here it. for the chuck wagons because yeah. the flies have arrived you'd think this is the agrodome back in the day <laughs> in regina yeah. aggravation just in town yeah, yeah exactly right, yeah. flies everywhere yeah. oh yeah the cowboys are here yeah you wanted to talk Chucks, you yeah, said. Yeah, well, I just, you know, we wrapped up uh, the Stampede this year. It was sensational. I got to, to host the Chuck Wagons for the third straight year. Uh, wow. On Sportsnet this year through the uh, Calgary Stampede and uh, spent a lot of time around the drivers and uh, love those guys and uh, the families. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all wraps up. Chance Vegan, I think uh, I was just looking at it today because they just wrapped up in uh, one of their last events, the uh, Rockies. And uh, Chance Vegan, Jamie Labacane right there at the top going for a world title. So, uh, yeah, I spent some time around him this summer. It's been a lot of fun. What a contrast, by the way, because I watch you at the Saddle Dome on the big screen. You're interviewing the Flames players to go from that to the Chuck Wagon drivers. Yeah. It couldn't be much more different. No, not <laughs> I at all. Think. I got a lot of comments because, you know, you, you, throw on, you throw on the cowboy hat and uh, play a cowboy on TV for 10 days. And, uh, yeah, but you know what? It's... It's a contrast, but we were just kind of talking about this. I mean, I think, I think it's great fun. It's awesome to be able to throw yourself into something completely different. Uh, obviously, you go and you do the research, you go and do the background, and uh, and it's nice to just try something totally different, meet some new people, and uh, in in this case, talk a little chuck wagon racing for for about 10, 10 days, two weeks. Well, how much were you into chucks before that? You know, quite a bit because when I I worked at Global for eight years prior to that, and when Stampede takes over, it's the same thing. It's rodeo and it's chuck wagon. So uh, I did rodeo uh, three years ago for the Calgary Stampede too on the telecast. And then, uh, but when the Chucks and, and Rodeo took over during Stampede Week, it's all we talked about at Global Sports too. So, you know, I followed it a lot back then and, and really ever since I got into Calgary. Even going back to my Shaw days, I was part of the uh, broadcast You can't locally. not. You have to be. You got <laughs> you it. just get immersed. Yeah. The difference here, folks, if I may, just before we get to the NHL talk, 
The difference between Saskatchewan, where I lived a half century, and Calgary, where I did go to college, but that was a different era, to now... Yeah. If you see a guy in Sask wearing a cowboy hat and boots, he's a cowboy. Yeah. You know that. For sure. Here... You don't know. He could be a banker. He could be yeah. a He's bus in accounting. Or, yeah. yeah. Like it's, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I know, how do I know whether to trust you? What if we have a, what if there's a damsel in distress? Yeah. You know, that's what a cowboy's for. The first tell is, are they actually cowboy boots or are they just dress shoes? You can that's tell. the first obvious tell. <laughs> is it a cowboy yeah. hat and some dress shoes with long jeans or is it actually cowboy boots? There's one, one obvious tell. But this city, and I will say this though, right? I don't know if you were around. I think you were, you were gone, but... During that 10 days of Stampede, this year felt like uh, going back away. I don't even know what year it would have been, but it felt like the energy in the city. Um, downtown was vibrant. You know, the Stampede grounds were packed every single night. Yeah. The grandstand was packed. This city had a buzz going back a number of years that we haven't had. I mean, I think we're probably looking at, you know, 2018, somewhere in there. But I think the attendance was, you know, close to a record, maybe the Top Which would three. be what? One point what million? Yeah. Well, I was like, I think, yeah, I think it's 1.2, 1 point, somewhere in there. I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's somewhere in the, you know, over 100,000 per day. So, you know, if you go and that would include sneak a peek, I would assume. So you're looking at 11 days there. Uh, so huge, huge attendance. And uh, yeah. Packed. So, well, yeah, what's funny about that is the first day of Stampede was the day I flew out of here to go to Charlotte, North Carolina yeah, for the aforementioned USA Football National right. Flight Championships. And Jock Wilson, the host of Calgary Stampeders radio broadcast, the football team, said, you're already an honorary Calgarian. You got the hell out of here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> While Stampede yeah. was on, I'm like, hey, yeah. you say energy, packed, uh, lived it, been there, bought the T-shirt, I'm yeah. good. I'm old now. Yeah. Yeah. So, off the top of my head for fun. Yes. Because I was just thinking the other day. Yeah. What triggered my mind was I saw a Stamps or a Flames blogger going, longest offseason ever. <laughs> and I'm like, well, of course, when your team misses the playoffs, it's going to be. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, well, this is usually the time of year that I do my day-by-day -day divisional predictions. So we're starting today with the Atlantic Division. And this is what I do believe. I'm not okay. I spent at least three minutes on this. Okay. Studying it. Yeah. Toronto, one. Florida, two. Tampa, three. Buffalo, four. Here's your cutoff line. Yeah. Missing the playoffs. Boston, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. Haven't had a huge mm. argument from anybody. Okay. And uh, so you have, you have Boston out? Is that what you said? Yeah, I just Boston think. Boston out? Yeah. I There's just, a lot of change there. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a good run. And when you lose Krejci yeah. and Bergeron. Sure. Not to mention Bertuzzi, Taylor Hall, yeah. Guys that have been added along the way. Yeah. Where do you replace those guys? It's hard. It's yeah. hard. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. And I and I know that you know Marshawn's a guy that obviously is still what uh, very much part of that core of that team, but also has gone through some significant injuries himself, oh, yeah. right? And so, what kind of version are you getting of him? I also always wonder about those teams that have a year like they did last year. And then obviously the disappointment in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. How much of an effect does that have carrying over? I've seen versions of teams where it's almost like things came easy. I know, I know it didn't come easy, but in a lot of ways, you know, that team found ways to win every single time last year. And, you know, what's it going to look like if things are a little bit harder, a little bit muddier, the track's a little bit thicker? Um, and, and how does that affect them? I know they still have those veterans, but when like, you're without those guys that are in the locker room saying like, oh, boys, we're fine, we're fine. What, an, what effect does that have on the rest of the team? So I could see that, but so would that be a possible wild card spot? Oh, yeah, you of gotta, course. Yeah. So top three in the Atlanta. Still got the best goalie in the NHL, which means a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I, think you're, I think your top two are, are great. Uh, I could see it flip-flopping. I wonder about... I wonder about Ottawa still. I still am waiting for this wild card team to start making a surge. A la, you know, maybe even a little bit like the Kings, you know, a team that maybe they're, they're projecting a little bit down the line. But when you have some youth and you, you've got a couple of veterans, it's their goaltending for me. If they could somehow find a way to get some goaltending, then, uh, you know, I wonder. I just wonder. I don't know if it's this year. I wonder when Ottawa starts to make their move you know up the standings a little bit um but i think i think for the most part your top three i would probably i could see i could see florida challenging um it's challenging the top i think the leafs are probably still as constructed probably the one of the teams to beat in that division for sure
Who else we got? You said you had... Uh, I've got, you got Toronto 1. Let's just... Toronto st- one. We are on a television channel anchored out of Toronto. And the only reason yeah. I don't talk more Leafs is God knows they're covered. They have enough coverage. Ad nauseum. Yeah. But for to say that they're going to finish first doesn't... That's not to say they're going to win the Stanley Cup. No. no. But I said last hour, they got a GM fired... Per se, I mean, yeah. that playing guilty is probably going to last till Christmas. Austin Matthews playing for a contract. They've added enough change. You get a, a new general manager there that you know very well. Sure. Yeah. That's gonna that has a lot to prove too. That's a nice guy that I think the players are going to want to play for. I, yeah. They're at least the most talented team in that division in my mind. Yeah, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And uh, and now you take Boston if you're if we're looking at it like this what we already discussed, you're taking Boston out of that top spot. The Leafs were were right there outside of a historic season from Boston. So I would say that's fair and then, you know, I the Florida is an interesting one still because I think none of their pieces changed. They obviously still have a good team. But again, as we've seen with teams that go deep into the playoffs, you know, there can be some trickle-down effect. I think, you know, inevitably there'll be a top three team in that division. I believe that too. Um, yeah, now that three spot, I think Tampa's the most logical choice. I, don't, I can't argue with your top three in that division. I appreciate sure. that. Yeah. Well, I did go to a lot of games last year. Last couple of years, actually. I'm paying attention to this. But I got to yeah. say this, Brendan. I don't know. I don't know your relationship with the team or how much you're in it, but when you when I saw the Leafs in the playoffs lose to Florida, and I saw Boston lose to Florida, yeah, these are good teams. I saw the fear in their eyes because I watch warm-ups from ice level. It's a mental game, and I wonder why teams don't put more emphasis on the mental part of the game. Hear me out, because, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan. We got a lot of NHL players from there. So I was talking to some guys that were in the bubble in Toronto back in the day. And I said, did you have a mental coach there working with your team to deal with being in a bubble in the isolation? And they said, ah, there was a guy, but we didn't really go talk to him. It was made available to us. If you want to go talk to a guy, here's a guy. And they said Tampa Bay had a full-time guy in dealing with their team individually as a group. And I'm like, and who won the Stanley Cup? Tampa Bay. I just wonder why they don't. There isn't more emphasis on the mental game. Is that something that you care about at all or not? No, I think, uh, and and maybe you can speak to this too. But I, I find as I get older, I care more about it, especially yeah. trying to figure out why I do what, and uh, you know, and and how it affects everybody else around you too. But I agree with that, and I think you know, from a, I'll speak from a Flames perspective. I know, you know, there's a guy around our team, you know, fairly often. Helps Matt, with Brown. The draft. Yeah. Matt Brown, Matt yeah. Brown, great guy. And, uh, you know, and similar, you know, I don't know how I'm not I'm not I'm not behind the doors, so I don't see how often guys are using. But I know, you know, for a fact that he speaks to players on a regular basis. And I think more and more teams are relying on that as an extension of, you know, the coaching staff, the management staff, because you're not always going to be able to talk to those guys in every situation. Sometimes it's about something that's off the ice. Sometimes it's just about, you know, breaking through something uh, that you're working through, whatever it might be. And I think those guys are integral. And he's one of those guys, um, you know, that that's around the rink all the time. And I think more than anything, it's just for those and, and you know, I should say he goes, you know, throughout the uh, organization too, right? You go and talk to the yeah. prospects and go talk to everybody. Um, but I think it's becoming, and, and maybe has been for the last five to ten years, more and more important in, in for every player. And it's good to see that. I think it's good. I think it helps everybody. It's a long season. It's a grind. And, uh, and more than physical, that's the thing. That's the regular season, but if you ever need any more proof that the playoffs are a different season than last year is that example because Bernie Nichols came on this show and he goes, before the playoffs last year, he goes, ah, kiss of death for the Bruins winning the President's Trophy. And I'm like, ah, there's no way they're going to lose to Florida. Well, what happened? And the other thing, if I may, because this is a passion of mine, I know it's not for everybody else, but you look at the teams that bring in somebody to speak to their team randomly in big situations. A great example is Jennifer Botterill told me one of the Olympic gold medal games they were playing, Team Canada, Steve Eiserman came in because he was the GM of the men's team. Right. She goes, his speech consisted of two words. Trust yourself. Turned around and walked out. She's like, it's a gold medal game. What are we going to say now? Just trust yourself that you know that you are the better team and go out and prove it. You know, that's one. Yep. And then one is a good friend Wait. of mine who coaches high school football in Florida. Three-time state champions, 5A, Matt DeBuck, played in the CFL, brought me in to address his team on motivation and giving your all every single day. 
last year ahead of a playoff game, yeah. which they won. So it's just, you see what I'm saying? It's a different yeah. voice. It's, it's a different it's, voice, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's the timing of that voice too, right? Uh, in those moments. And, and if you've heard that same voice, your coach comes in, and I'm sure he said You're it. Tuning him out. Yeah, it's 82 times in the year, and now we're talking about playoffs. Yeah, I, absolutely. And and you never know what's going to hit guys at different times. I mean, some of the most famous speeches uh, that we've ever heard, you know, sometimes are guys that were I mean, if you look at the, the, the 80, uh, 1980 Olympic team, like that, that's that's a team that was, you know, brought in and put together and and that speech isn't from somebody who's been with them for the last 24 a months <laughs> to a couple weeks. So, you know, that, I don't know. I think I think the timing more than anything. Yeah. And and sometimes it's simplicity. Like, I love that one from that. You just said from trust Denver. yourself, yeah, trust yourself. What else is there to say? And they went out and won. You know, it speaks a lot to it's about beautiful. Steve Eiserman. You know, sure does. Yeah. Uh, 902-518-3033 is the EMJ marketing text line. Rose in Sherwood Park writes in and she says, hearing talk of Evander Kane back in the day and to see him flourish in Edmonton, you have to feel good for him and especially feel happy for Oilers fans. We will look ahead when we come back. Appreciate Brennan Parker joining us from Flames TV down here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Dustin Gorst, professional chuck wagon driver, is going to be with us later on in hour two. Get your comments and questions rolling for BP and me. We'll get to them when we come back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. We're back live, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, as promised. Yes, sir, Brendan Parker with us from Flames TV for one more segment, answering uh, your questions and comments. 902-518-3033 is the number to call or text, I guess. We're not doing calls. That's funny, BP. We take calls? (laughs) When we started this, the guys were like, we should take calls. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. (laughs) No. (laughs) I've had that. Every radio show would also advise against that. Yeah, no, no. We're good. We're (laughs) We're absolutely good. Have you felt Brendan Parker Flames TV with us? And I love that we're on the air in Atlanta. I was walking through Cross Iron Mills the other day, which is not even a half mile from us. What a world-class mall over here. Yeah. And what's that, Pro Hockey Life? Do yeah. you ever get in there, that yeah. store? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, There's oh, one right by me, too. too. You got to keep me away out of that place because I'd spend so much money. Yeah. But they have an Atlanta Flames jersey in the window. Have you seen? Yes. Well, you know what they look like. They oh, sell them at the Saddle Dome. Of course. You know, oh, they're hot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a nice ask flavor to this now because so my wife grew up in Allen, Saskatchewan. Right. And their jersey, we used to go, you know, Allen like, Flames. Flames. So you'd grow up in Saskatchewan, you'd play everywhere but Saskatoon. You know, you'd play in the natural arenas in Aberdeen and Allen and Dalmany and Delisle. And, uh, and so every time I see that, I always want, I should buy, I got to buy their family one of those because Atlanta it's the, the, old, the, the old Allen Flames jersey that we still see and they were uh, last year they sold actually we had a we had a, a warm-up jersey with the a on it we haven't brought back the i mean you'll see it in the vintage ones but the uh the old a for the atlanta flames it's a hot seller they had the hats out last year too and it's a big uh big hit with our fans too and I, it looks outstanding it does yeah, it, looks it looks so, so good. good yeah 
Uh, I'll be heading to Atlanta this fall, by the way, to a Falcons game, but I don't think I'm going to show up in a hockey jersey. You should. So, uh, you should. Yeah. See I'll if anybody ever... Oh, there's a lot of Atlanta talk in the NHL, so maybe it would help get the, uh, get the mojo going. What's the next team... Sorry, next city to get an NHL team? Whether move oh, or man. even expansion. I can't believe they'd even think about it, but... Yeah, I've heard a lot more about that than I thought I ever would yeah, in a long me too. time. Yeah, that it would go to 34 potentially down the road. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the Quebec City thing doesn't seem like it has as much interest as it as you know with a as it should maybe with an arena already there. It seems like it's a lot of a lot of Houston, maybe yeah. some Kansas City in there. Salt Lake came out of nowhere. Salt Lake came out of nowhere. I, I don't. As far as the next one, I, I would almost lean more towards the Houston one because it seems to be maybe the loudest in terms of the attention. Yeah. And it seems like a really good fit, you know, with a Dallas down there and another kind of southern team, and obviously just a huge market. So I don't know if I had to if I had to guess maybe down there, but uh, I don't know. I, and I don't know what the timeline might look like. I think they really got to figure out this Arizona situation first, and then see where that goes. Well, okay. So uh, Allie in Texas, by the way, I want to know will. The NHL work in Houston Alley, you would know. You're yeah, there. Exactly. Uh, from WQEE Radio in Atlanta, Ryan O'Radio, he's producing the show down there for us right now. He says, NHL in Atlanta. He's all over it. I don't know if I told you. We're Atlanta's NHL radio show. There you go. There's nobody else I talking about us. Yeah, I, now you just convinced me. I better go buy that jersey. So now, now, so maybe we'll put Atlanta at the top of that list then. Atlanta going... Hey, Going back there's to a Atlanta. difference between what we think will happen and what we'd like to happen. Sure. What I think will happen is it'll be Houston. Yeah, I agree. What I would like to have happen is it to be Atlanta. Yeah. There is our guy, Dustin. Hey, Dustin, make yourself at home. Professional Chuck Wagon. We got it all going on here today. This is like a variety show. Look at it. One comes in, the next is waiting. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Uh... Yeah. But Houston's got the arena already. Yeah. The Toyota Center there have been there. It's beautiful right in downtown Houston. They've had pro hockey there before, sure. as has Atlanta. Yep. Todd in Red Deer writes in. He says, conversation like this is why this is the best sports show. Much more than X's and O's. Awesome. Thank you. I frankly get tired of the X's and O's talk myself, too. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. Let me flip this for a second to go to football. One more on the on the Please. on the Texas front though. Uh, having spent a little bit of time down there and you know Blake Coleman obviously we went down. Yeah. The rinks are exploding down there now with kids playing hockey. Uh, we went down visit them in the middle of the summer. They had in Plano, Texas, his hometown, the rink uh, double double rink uh, twin arena full with hockey players, young kids. You know, it's a scene in Texas that is far different than even when the Dallas Stars came in and that obviously thanks in large part to the stars themselves but but that scene is exploding down there and i think you know you could make a really good argument for what that would look like even for a little like texas rivalry between houston and canadian Dallas. people don't understand what's going on and by the time they yeah. realize that it's going to be too late for instance nhl all-star festivities last year south florida sure. rich sutter was with me for a week we're driving around and he's looking He's like, I get it now. Why you love it here so much? It's 31 degrees Celsius of yeah. NHL hockey. And not just the weather, but there was an NHL alumni game and Panthers alumni game that nobody even knew about. It wasn't on the schedule of events, per se. Okay, yeah. The Coral Springs Panthers ice den was bursting, exploding with people. Yeah. It might hold 1,500 people. There's probably 3,000 in there. And it was all South Florida hockey people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My yeah. friends whose kids play minor hockey. Panthers alumni. Nobody even knew what was going on. Not so, people that flew in for the NHL. Locals. locals. Yeah, yeah. It was right. <laughs> so much fun, and people wouldn't even believe that that would be a thing. Sure. They don't. Yeah. Kevin Gallant is watching on Game Plus Television in the Queen City. He's written us on the EMJ Marketing text line. He is my broadcasting mentor. You know, Kevy, the former voice of the Calgary Stampeders. Karen Franco says hi, by the way. Were you Franco then? Yeah. Karen says, hi, Kev. They won a great cup together in 1992. He says, is there a way that the Flames finish with the worst record in their division? Can I say there's no way? I, I can't see a way that that's no, the case. No, Kevin. No, come on now. What's wrong with you? You take that opinion back, Kevin. <laughs> Have you met Kevin? I don't know. You've got yeah, two I, kids you, playing junior hockey, one in Moose Jaw, one in I feel like I know the name. He's a beauty. I, yeah. my, hey, he's the reason I'm in broadcasting, man. I'll, he's my favorite broadcaster. Is that right? All time. There yep. you go. Thank you, Kevin. You know that. I, by the way, 
I wanted to talk football with you, and uh, if we have time, we will. But with my predictions here, Atlanta was the toughest division in the NHL last year. 350 total wins out of that division, an average of 44. Yeah. The Metropolitan Division had 324 wins as a division, an average of 41 per team. Central Division was next, 323 wins combined. That's an average of 40. Yeah. And then your Pacific Division was the weakest division yeah. in the NHL. 315 yeah. wins, an average of 39, and the Stanley Cup champion came out of that division. 100%. What does that say? I think it, that says exactly what everyone's been talking about with this parody thing or like just get into the playoffs. It doesn't matter how it looks. If you're one of the top eight on either side of the conferences, you got a shot at it. And Vegas, obviously, we knew they were a good team. But also, look, the strength of the division versus the the bottom end of the division is pretty drastic, too. I mean, you look at the Anaheim Ducks, San Jose Sharks. They struggle to win games all season long. So then, obviously, your win total is going to be brought down as a division, too. But the top of that division was still pretty strong, and I think we saw that through the playoffs. Who gave the Edmonton Oilers the toughest run early on, too? I mean, Vegas, the, yeah. The, yeah, so I, yeah, and L.A. L.A. off the top of the... They gave them a pretty good run in the first round, too. So, you know, those are two teams that you weren't, you know, thinking a ton about throughout the regular season, and then here we are. Vegas is cool as Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, that's why I feel it's time to start talking about this. And by record... By standings one through eight, it was Vegas, Edmonton, L.A., Seattle, Calgary, yeah. Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim. And you know Calgary was not the fifth most talented team in the division. You know that. No, no. And, and there isn't a lot as of now that has changed with that team. No. Obviously, you lose your leading scorer, but you get a little bit younger. And I don't know that we've seen uh, exactly the, the version of Jonathan Huberto yet that, uh, that we're going to. No, you haven't. We haven't. And... And I think, uh, you know, obviously I've spent, so he's one of those guys, I spent a little bit of time with him this summer as well, and he was one of those guys saying the same thing that Flames fans have. This has been a long summer, and uh, they don't want it to be that long moving forward. But, you know, the one thing it does, uh, you know, does allow the team to do is separate things, obviously refresh some things, coaching staff, management. And then at the end of the day, you come back with a different perspective. And, you know, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good perspective, but, but it's a healthy one too. And, uh, and I think we see a different version this year. Was he heartbroken to leave Florida, or was he ready for a change? Or can you say, or do you know? You know, I think, I think at the end of the day, it was probably a surprise when it happened. That took some time to wrap your head around because... But he it, said that publicly. He said, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't something he had planned for or even thought of. You know, I think, you know, at the time they were probably talking contract extension closer to than it was trade. So it probably took some time to wrap his head around that because it wasn't in his it wasn't in his playboy. He still had a year left on his contract. Most guys aren't thinking about that. But as he said to me this summer, it's a different feel this year because he knows what's going on. His new contract kicked in. He bought a house in Calgary. This is home. This is he loves the city. He had to he had to figure some things out last year like anybody starting a new team. But it feels a little bit different when you have the whole summer to prepare for something that you know that, you know, you're going into your second year with a team. You know the team, you know the players, you know the coaching staff. I know Huska's new as a head coach, but he was familiar with them all last season as well and Craig Conroy. But it's home now. That's what he said to me is the big thing is the difference is that, you know, he's established himself as a full-time Calgary guy. Want, you know, has put his roots in, he's put his feet in the ground here in Calgary, and he's ready to come back and make a difference and I think more than anything he is motivated as a player and as a person he's always been that way but but he said to me that you know he's motivated to come back and show everybody exactly who he is and I think and I take him for his word when I heard that he was going to Montreal in the summer not South Florida that told me that he is yeah Florida's behind him but, you know, the more time I spend in Florida, I hear from people that have been there a long time, and they're like, I'm kind of over Florida. And I'm like, how could you be? Look around. You've been there. But that's them. You can't ever assume what somebody else is thinking, you don't right? And, yeah. And then maybe, you know, to each their own, right? I mean, maybe exactly. you spend that much time in one place, and you're ready for a change. That's, but, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of all that, the football side, I said I was going to ask you, uh, the poll question let me just say this, and I won't ask your opinion on this unless you have one. It's uh, Jonathan Taylor asking for a trade in Indy, and now has been given permission to 
Seek a trade partner from the Indianapolis Colts. Our poll question is, do you think he will play for the Colts this year? It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. 62% of respondents say, no, he's done. He's played his last game for the Colts. I'm voting Yes, he will, because the employees very rarely win these battles with the employer. Especially know what I'm saying? when the uh, regular season is as close A couple as weeks away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, enough about that. CFL-related. You talked about the Coyotes and their struggles and how long they stay there and their attendance is terrible. You don't ever hear anybody talking about their owner struggling for money, and I don't think he is. So that's why with the CFL and the attendance, I hear it all the time, the empty seats. And I'm like, would you stop talking about it? Yeah. Because I don't hear any teams complaining about lose, like being broke. So enjoy the games. But you hear it all the time. And this is an unreal CFL market, man. When people find out how much time I spend in the league, they talk, want to talk about it all the time. Yeah. There's just not enough talk about it. And is some of that too, um, because we're, we're talking about attendance, Arizona, they're, they're sitting in a 5,000-seat arena right now. And all of a sudden, we were talking about atmosphere last year. But is some of it, is some of the CFL, the stadiums, like, are we in some big stadiums? Do we need to, like, are, what's the actual number? Is the number okay, is, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, like, is the... What number? What do you mean? Average like attendance? The, yeah, like, the attendance number for most games. Do we need to focus more on the quality versus the quantity? Quality of the game? Quality of the, fa- of the, of the crowd. Experience? Of the experience? Like, a, what... Like, Look, what what are we what are we worried about here? The gold I don't think I would like to think they're worried about making money. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that life? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousands, my heyday in the league, we are all in all the dumps. Iverwin Stadium, Taylor Field, McMahon hadn't changed, but Ottawa yeah. was that you know, wildlife was in the stadium in Ottawa. Yeah. Every stadium was packed, Brendan. Yeah. yeah. Had nothing to do with the bad stadium. I Winnipeg Stadium. I used to argue with Bob Irving, the voice of the Bombers, about whose stadium was worse. Yeah, ours in Regina or theirs in Winnipeg. Um, but now even the newer that? ones aren't sold out. Either, right, so it's got right? nothing so, yeah, to do no, with the 100%. new stadiums. No, I think that's it. But it's like, do we have to rethink what? We're not. Let's not worry about thirty-five or in Commonwealth forty, fifty thousand fans. Let's. You have to make sure that whoever's there. It's the experience, and you have to make it worth coming to. That's what, it, that's what people are worried about now, right? Yes, and it's the Friday night, McMahon Stadium, they're honoring the 1998 Stampeders. Yeah. I stalked yeah. Jeff Garcia. The man I, was I was always time. 100 yards behind him, and I never did get to meet him. I'm like, ah, oh, God didn't want me to meet Jeff Garcia. But I feel like the Stamps are trying. Absolutely. I really do. Every so game. that's what I don't understand. Why? Yeah. The, where's the disconnect? Right. Yeah. I, I Yo, I'm asking you. I don't know. I have no answer for you. <laughs> I've thought about it. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't know. Uh, I know it's a good product. I know that from our standpoint, everybody that I see, they put in the work to make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing everything possible to get people in there. I just think it's competition. I think there's just so much for people to go watch, especially in this city. And I can only speak for this city. That's a fact. There's just, there's so many options. I mean, whether it's your kid's sport, whether it's cavalry, whether it's surge basketball, whether it's hockey, everybody's got something they're selling to come watch. You might have hit on it. I think that's I haven't even thought about going to a cavalry game yet. That's the pro soccer team, but they're sold out every game in their first place in the division. I just got an email from the league last night. So competition yeah i don't know it's how you a, win that it's then. a different sporting environment that's what i mean about like i i think you have to reimagine what what the attendance is now it, it, it you can't get fixated on the percentage of seats sold it's about like making sure that you've got a really good and but and and building fans i mean you, i don't think you can get wrapped up around sell out sell out sell out i think it's like you have to have a good core fan base that you're catering to and and make it all experience based because i don't know like Gone are are the days gone of every single team selling out uh, all their events? I, I don't know. It's spread I'd like out. To think now. The Flames do. Yep. <laughs> At a ticket price exponentially higher than all the sure. other teams yeah. in this town. Brennan, I appreciate you so much for coming down. Enjoy the rest of the summer, and I will see you when you come through Florida. 
Yeah. It is in the late winter, early yeah, spring. I was gonna Looked say, it up yeah. already. Well, I got to figure it out. I got to yeah. wrap my head around. I got to do some schedule planning, some some dot to dots here. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that South Florida is on it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Good to chat with you. Brendan Parker from Flames TV will be back to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino after this timeout on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Thank you, Rhino. We are at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and we've got a real treat for you. We've been talking for as long as we've been here, five, six weeks, about the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals, and they're finally here. And joining us to talk about it is Dustin Gorse, the pride of Meadow Lake Sask. Glad you asked. How you doing, Dustin? Good, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm very happy to have you down here, man. Everybody's excited. Listen, you've known Karen a long time from Century Down. She's a woman of her word. She said we were going to have drivers here, and here you are. Yeah, we made her. So, we left early this morning from Rocky to make her, but we're we're here. Okay, well, you got to tell me. It's been pretty crazy. Now, you asked if I was a Chucks fan, and I'm a Chuck Wagon announcer fan. Arnie Jackson is a real <laughs> close friend of mine. Yeah. So he told me you guys went through a bit of a... Uh, storm in the in rocky this weekend yeah friday night we rained out a little little it wasn't much the rain as much as the cold and um obviously the crowd wouldn't be there and it'd be hard on the horses so they pushed races to monday which was good i had a good turnout last night but that just means a a quick 24-hour turnaround everybody's moving in uh today and then we start tomorrow night one thing arnie said was that it was going to be a quick turnaround for the drivers and here we are but it is what it is right love it yeah, you're, you're, you you don't seem how like a else, complaining kind of guy. How else would you want it? Like, did, yeah. like day, days off are good, but when there's the opportunity to race, let's race. Okay, Dustin, before we go any further, just tell our viewers and listeners about you. Just your story. If you don't uh, I'm from Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. Um, started out riding when I was uh, 16 years old. Been driving for nine years now on tour. Uh, I got three little kids, two boys and a girl. They travel with me and me and my wife. And uh, we live on the south side of Meadow Lake, 40 acres, and I uh, got a quarter of lease land as well. So work full-time back home uh, for the Flying Dust First Nation, very happily employed by them. Uh, I've got 40 guys under me, and, you know, life's good. You know, I enjoy what I do and uh, proud to be doing it. I was just going to say, it sounds like a beautiful life. So, it is. Like it's busy. There's no, there's no down moment. Um, in life, but uh, you know, both boys are in hockey now. Knox will be firing up uh, this year, and so from here we go right to the rink. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Like I'm not, a, I don't want to sit down. I, I want when life's over, I want to say I was busy, and that uh, we did it all. And so you're accomplishing that. That's the plan. So there's Dustin's story. Now I can see the excitement in your eyes. Arnie Jackson was here how long? A few weeks ago, Karen, and he was like. This is the NHL of chuck wagon racing. What's going to be at Century Downs, right? The best of the best. So yep. explain what's going on here this week. So the top 36 guys in the WPCA are coming down. This is our finals. This is a big one for us. This is for on our WPCA tour. This is a top two stop on, on tour. Um, Sunday wraps up with a big dash and every heat's a big dash. So it's a big wind up there. Um, they're going to crown the world champion as well. So this is a big one for us. Um, this is a great place to to find sponsors and host sponsors back at the barn and they get to come and have suites. So this is a big uh, money maker for, for each driver personally as uh, as the sponsorship flows with the with the size of the show, just the way it is. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited and uh, don't want it to end, but I'm glad it's here. We're here in Century. Well, explain please. And I know tickets are, they don't struggle to sell tickets here at showpass.com, but there are still tickets available, right? There must be. Yep. Explain why this venue you said is your favorite venue. 
obviously uh, Century's taken care of me for lots of years and I'm very spoiled and very appreciative of the of what we have but you know at this venue the grandstand is pushed up on the on the onto the racetrack and the infield suites usually suites are up high or they're off to the side they're right on top of barrel one and two so the fan experience is the best it can be and um, with the track with running four to a heat the top of barrel four is right where the fans are so you know that experience when you talk about you guys were just talking about stadiums and stuff sometimes them big stadiums are, are no good because they're pushed so far back from the actual action and uh, this is one of the places where we get we get up and close to the fans and uh, there's a couple like this but this is one of the good ones so mud will fly into the stands. Basically. Yeah, yeah, the, or dust or dirt or whatever. Yeah, that's good. And obviously, yeah, yeah, casino, you don't want mud. Yeah. Obviously, with the casino uh, behind the, the the grandstand, you might as well just come in and have a visit and uh, enjoy yourself. This afterwards. is the place to be this week. Yeah. There's no two ways about that. Now you asked if I was a Chuck fan. So at GMC Stadium last year at Stampede, Karen now knows me. I'm going to go right down to the rail. So I did. But I also understand not everybody can do that. Yeah. Right? That is very removed. Yeah. You know, is that the most removed stadium for Chuck Wagon? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. yeah. Dawson right. Creek's a good one. It's like this. It's tucked up nice and high, and it's nice and close. Rocky Mountain House, is, it's got the same idea, but these grandstands are pushed right up, and you want to be close. It's just like when you're at a hockey game, you know. You want, you can, as much as you can afford, you want to get pushed down nice right and close. Right where the action is. You yeah. want to be in it, and that's the, the beauty of this sport. As uh, you're in the action, as obviously, and sponsors, and if you get the chance to host, you can bring them back to the barn, and there is no that the hustle and hassle of of uh, doing that. It is one of the best places to host, so it's nice. You also said real Chuck Wagon racing here. Well, I shouldn't. I didn't mean that, but it's no, no. Well, it's four four wagons. It's the way it's traditional. We turn up. We turn barrels the way they're meant to be set. So that's that's what I meant by that. It's it's what we run all year on tour, and this is why uh, we don't want to change it for the finals. I guess I didn't mean to upset anybody, but that would be like three-on-three three hockey versus five-on-five. Five. Well, what are you going to watch? It's just the truth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So who are some of the drivers to be watching out for this weekend? Well, it's Vegan and Labakine for sure. They're tied for first in the world, so that's exciting. I don't think we've had that close of a world championship uh, tight. I know Glass is in there too, so... You know, three of the biggest names in the sport are at the top uh, going for the world. So that, that's going to be exciting to watch. And then obviously they have the winter showdown, which top 12 guys run for 75 grand. On top of that, every heat is, a, is actually a big dash on the last night. So they get progressively bigger throughout the night. So for even the guys not in the world race, it's, it's pretty exciting because if you can get to that heat eight and you're in a $14,000 dash, well, isn't that huge? That's bigger than dash than half the shows on the yeah. tour. So uh, this is a big one for us. This is one where you, you want to run good, want to stay clean, and, and make a count. Well, now I really can't wait, and I just want to wind it up by saying my brother was a competitive rodeo cowboy, so I know the importance of sponsors, and you have a few. Is there some you can yeah, mention? Yeah, actually, I am very spoiled. I have a good group of uh, sponsors that have been with me for a long time. we got some new ones on board uh, this year, but obviously Century and Grand Prairie Airport and... Uh, Broker link with Simsy and uh, Jody Oliver down at uh, Big Time Towing. Um, we had a f- few new ones down in Lloyd at the NACC, and you know they're all fired up. And that's the beauty of our sport. Like no other, you can't go out to the Flames, and and the sponsors can't go down and talk to the the players, and they don't get to see. And I can actually tell you, Karen will come back to the barn and I'll tell her why it went good or why it went bad, and they get to live that the actual atmosphere of being in the in the dressing Part of room. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm very spoiled. All the sponsors I have get the vision. They have a good time, which is very important to me. And uh, I, I am very spoiled. Good stuff. Well, you earn it. You're a good person. You deserve it. Dustin, yeah. thanks for coming down and good luck. I'll see you out there this yeah, week. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Come down for a visit. Absolutely. Dustin Gorst, professional Chuck Wagon racer, uh, here this week of the World Finals. We'll be right back with overtime in a moment. You're watching live on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live, WQEE Radio, and your favorite podcast platform.
As you see, we've been talking about it for weeks, and they're all getting set up for the World Finals. Professional chuck wagons rolling beginning Wednesday here. What a great chat that was with Dustin Gorst. Uh, hey, I didn't even... Too busy uh, with my head uh, in the clouds. 902-518-3033. I haven't checked the EMJ marketing text line since way back at the start, so... I'll refresh that. EMJ Marketing brings you our text line every day. They provide the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com today. And uh, Overtime, that's the segment we're in right now, is a presentation of our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes here in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. It's batting cages for hockey. You can find them at 28th Street Northeast. Overtime Hockey Lanes, we got to get down there before uh, we bounce. Randy and Michelle... Oh, my God. It's Disneyland Amusement Park for hockey players. That's all I can say. 28th Street Northeast here in Calgary. The Toronto Blue Jays, who have won two in a row, open an important three-game series tonight in Baltimore, trailing the Mariners by a game for the third and final wildcard playoff berth. Lefty, you say Kikuchi will be on the hill for the Jays. Grayson Rodriguez goes for the Orioles, who have won three in a row. From the MLS, the Portland Timbers have fired coach Giovanni Severis. Timbers parted ways Monday with the winningest coach in franchise history. Assistant coach Miles Joseph will take over on the interim. Golf amateur Luna Lou of Burnaby, B.C. was one of four players Monday to earn a spot in this week's Canadian Women's Open at Shaughnessy Golf and Country Club in Vancouver. Lou, who will be part of the 156-player field that tees off Thursday, carded a 1-under-71 in the final qualifier at Point Grey Golf and Country Club. And Sam Howell threw for 188 yards and two touchdowns as the Washington Commanders defeated the Baltimore Ravens 29-28 on a last-minute field goal preseason Monday night football. Monday's loss marked the end of a 24-game preseason win streak for the Ravens. The old record of 19 was held by the Green Bay Packers of the 1950s. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas. In theaters, August 25th, Gran Turismo. It's based on the unbelievable true story of a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working-class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport exec. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Gran Turismo is an inspiring, thrilling, and action-packed story that proves that nothing is impossible when you're fueled from within. 902-518-3033, as I mentioned, is uh, it's just you and me to the top of the hour, five minutes. And that probably seems to you like a long time. It ain't. So get your comments. And now if you want to reach me now. Buffalo Bill writes in from North Dakota. He says, great show today. Allie in Texas says, great show today, RP. The hockey talk is getting me excited for the new season. That's the whole idea, as my friend Johnny Athens says. That's the whole idea. That's what is great about these talk shows is it um, is a nice complimentary add-on to the games. We're all watching the games, but hype like this gets people going. Today I did my Atlantic Division predictions, and frankly, biggest reason is because I just couldn't wait to get Florida in there, the place where I reside. I got the Panthers number two to the Leafs in the division, and nobody's really arguing that. Uh, tomorrow I think we're going to go with the Metropolitan Division. Thursday, we'll go with the Central Division. I don't know, Winnipeg, convince me why you should get a playoff spot. And Friday, we'll wind it all up with the spicy, juicy, tantalizing Pacific Division. And I don't know if it's just because of where it's where I was raised. But Flames, Oilers, Canucks, Golden Knights, it just seems to have the most pizzazz of any division. Ryan O'Radio writing in. Ryan O'Neill from the Radio Penitentiary Morning Show. Comes on just before uh, us. Ryan O'Radio says, another great RP show. Atlanta's NHL show. I'm still waiting on Moose to get the golf shirts made. I think I'm going to be waiting a long time. I don't know how or why this came up, but Brian. Is it Brian? BW? In Edmonton, says the Arizona Coyotes are a tax write-off for the mega-million-dollar owner in Phoenix. Sure, but does, does that make it right? Like, all I'm saying is, 
And there's no doubt that I'm a CFL guy. But what most people want to talk about in this market of Calgary or across the country, and I saw it back in the day with junior hockey with the Pats, they'd rather talk about how bad the crowds are than what went on in the games. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about the crowds, especially in the CFL where the teams are still functioning. So it's like Arizona. The teams can't get 5,000 fans a game, but nobody's talking about them being in financial peril. So when that, until that day comes, I'm not going to talk about it either. Steven in North Dakota says, enjoy the mountains in Florida. <laughs> there are none, Stephen. Come on down and check for yourself. Ryan in Toronto says, another fantastic show. Thank you, Rod and team. See you again tomorrow. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says, in my opinion, the best thing that ever happened to the NHL is that they can make NHL quality ice at any spot at any temperature, not like the old days. And if you talk to anybody that knows anything about ice, let's turn the temperature in the arena down. Let's pump a lot of AC in here and see what that does to the ice quality. Lo and behold, last minute of play in the RP show. Brian, oh my God, don't, Brian in Edmonton says, why go to Houston? They couldn't support the Arrows hockey team. Why would the CFL go to Ottawa? They failed twice. And now they've got one of the most desired franchises and best game day atmospheres in the entire CFL. So it failed before, let's not try again. It's not the type of attitude that I usually roll with. Allie, regarding the NHL in Houston, she says, I think it would work, but I personally don't want another Texas team. I am over the Dallas-Houston rivalry. I'm in the minority in that, though. I think if you ask the Dallas Stars, I would think they'd want the rival, but maybe not. I'm not sure. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Hey, Josh, right here on Game Plus and WQEE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.